I'm Ben Strivens. He's Jono Scott. Hi. And together, we, we watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you'll know what's a surprise hit and what's totally... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to We Watch Anything 27, the show that does everything that you don't want to do in Netflix, like take out its bins or maybe do its dirty laundry and then puts that laundry on the line for you to check out. Right? <laughs> That's genius, dude. Yeah, very good. Yes. We, we do... Yes. Yes, and we've got some dirty laundry this episode, haven't we, dude? Yes, we do. There's a whole... Well, maybe we can turn it into clean laundry. It could be a bunch of stinky socks, or it could be a lovely flower print dress. <laughs> so this time around, we are... Um, this time around, we are talking about a uh, a bit of listener-generated content, which is rather brilliant. Mm. Uh, we were um, uh, suggested to do... <coughs> We were suggested to do... That's not English, is it? It was suggested that we do spoofs. Parody of which, movies, yes. Of which it would seem there are quite a few. Oh my Netflix. God, there are hundreds. I, you know, I knew there were a lot. I knew these were still being churned out, but I didn't realise quite how many. And even on Netflix UK, which, you know, we don't have as many films as as some Netflixes around the world, if you see what I mean. Spanish Netflix is fantastic, by the way. There are loads. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. How do you know? Been to Spain, uh, presumably. I, yeah, I'd have to go for work a bit. I'm going in a couple of weeks, and mm. I'm quite looking forward to going, yay, Spanish Netflix. Oh, really? Although, rather excitingly, Swiss... Oh, no, it's on Amazon. Swiss Army Man's just turned up, which I really, really want to see. Oh, that is exciting. No, I've not seen that yet. I also would like to see. But anyway, that's not a, um, that's not, that's not really a parody or spoof. Um, no, although it is quite funny, apparently. Well, parodies or spoofs. Now, I, I grew up loving uh, parodies or spoofs, as in... Uh, well, we, we yeah. grew up in essentially what, you know, what could, what could be termed the golden era of mm. parody or spoof in some ways. Because right now we live in an era... Well, uh, I guess in the early 2000s, there were more parodies and spoofs than you could shake a stick at and you'd trip over them on the way to the multiplex every day. But... In the sort of like late 70s, 80s, it's when the sort of the quality spoofs, I guess, yeah. were, uh, were coming out to play. Yeah, and it's not like they were the first, you know, because obviously there were, I mean, uh, Casino Royale is a spoof, isn't it, with um, yeah, David absolutely. Niven or whatever. But the point is that Airplane is the one, um, which I've, I've mentioned before, was the very first thing I saw at the cinema. Um, and I was so young, I thought That's it was so a serious cool. film. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there was Airplane, and, and basically it was the Zuckers, wasn't it? it was the Zucker, yeah, it was the Zaz, yeah, Zucker Abraham Zucker, yeah. Which is weird when you think about like now you get sort of like double director combos like the Wachowskis, mm. um, or uh, someone else I can't think of right now, um, <laughs> but often brothers um, or sisters now. Um, but it's quite rare that you get three. Actually, well, um, Lee Wan L and Thingy from Saw was it was another double up that were not brothers, but yeah. it, I, I can't think of another triple header mm. directing combo, which is pretty amazing. Like to get three of you sort of um, 
Uh, God, I thought the Coens as well. I'm a moron. But um, to <laughs> get Turbo three Kid of had you... three directors, didn't it? Turbo Kid yes, that we loved yeah, so it did. much. But yeah, yeah. No, and it, and the thing is, right? Okay, so obviously, airplane, airplane's brilliant. And then I think I mean Airplane Two is not nearly as good, but it's got some really funny gags in it. And it's, it's got, got one of my fam- favourite gags of, of the two of them in it. Yeah, like, and, and when he's talking to the port into the screen, just <laughs> yeah. door, which I think is just that, that whole final half hour when um oh bloody what's his name um Captain Kirk yeah thank you when yeah. he turns up is genius it really yeah it goes out on he a hard elevates level. absolutely everything I have to say yeah, yeah. did you ever watch was it Boston Legal that had a spin off thing and he was this amazing character called Denny Crane. <laughs> and he's this sort of like turbo lawyer and he basically played a spoof of sort of himself oh, really? but anytime anyone asked him a question or anything got a bit difficult he'd just go Denny Crane, <laughs> walk off and it was awesome he was one of the best characters had him and James Spader it was almost TV sublime perfection that sounds awesome man but no I've not yeah. seen it so yeah um, just quickly just um, also from that posse sort of thing top secret obviously brilliant now uh, yes now when Naked Gun was still lovely. And now Naked Gun, I do quite like the first Naked Gun movie, but I much prefer and I'm quite passionate about the original Police Squad series which Oh yeah, absolutely. which came out quite a few years before they made Naked Gun. It was a massive flop, wasn't it? Yeah, well I yeah, I mean basically I mean it won an Emmy, I believe. It it was it was award winning, but it's it's always used as a classic example of something that didn't jump the shark, isn't it? But yeah, they just did six. Yeah, but I think it was perfect it didn't sort of do that well ratings-wise or something. And right. then when Naked Gun came out, they reran it and it did brilliantly because everyone was like yeah. oh god there's a TV series of this that's awesome yeah well, what, what I really like about it when you watch Police Squad is the way it's just just got loads and lo- it's so packed of stupid puns stupid yeah. sight gags and it's just chock full of them it's just it's just genius but anyway does, does that mean that we do crown Leslie Nielsen as the king of the parody genre actor wise well I think probably yes I mean I, I love I love Leslie Nielsen but I I mean I I mean, I really. I'm not saying. I'm not saying everything he's in is gold. But no, I'm no, saying God, no. <laughs> it's almost not a parody movie unless you've had Leslie Nielsen, of which more later. Well, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the only other one I was going to mention out of all of those was I remember quite liking what was the Top Gun parody? Um, oh, Hot Shots. I, I remember. I think I even went to see Hot Shots Part Dirt at the cinema as well. No, no, well, I didn't. But now no. I'm, I'm having to look up Hot Shots. Lovely, and it's directed by Jim Abrams. So ah, you see, they get everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, are there any other parodies that you want to mention? From because yeah, I think that no, was the sort of dreamy crop. There's a whole crop. bunch of terrible <laughs> stuff. Like there's that sort of Leslie Nielsen terrible vampire. Was that, was that Once Bitten or something? What was it? No, Once Bitten was the one we saw. You remember we watched it for the vampire. Oh episode. yeah, that was bad. Um, <laughs> it was that terrible Leslie Nielsen parody vampire one, which was awesome. Oh god, yeah. Sorry, awesome and awful. I always get those two confused. <laughs> awful. Um, but no, otherwise, like, Airplane has been very much a staple of, mm. like, you know, my parents showed it, ever since, you know, my parents showed it to me, that is the high watermark. That is the spoof to beat all spoofs. And really, nothing has quite come close. No. Or has it, Jono? Because I don't know what you thought of your first movie. Well, what a lovely segue. Um, Thanks. I, almost... I use it to get around the town. Vroom, <laughs> <laughs> drum roll. Yes, um, I am. Okay, my film is called Disaster Movie. And it's from 2008. Um, and it's the writer-directors are Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, who were basically the duo behind a lot of the sort of noughties onwards. You know, they're behind um, Scary Movie and things like that. Oh, I forget which ones they did. I've written, oh, wait, I've written them down. Uh, uh, hold on. 
Oh, great, I can't find it. Oh, well, they did epic movie. They did Meet the Spartans. It's it's these two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have no desire to ever see Meet the Spartans. No, nor do I. Uh, anyway, it's this one's from 2008. It's called Disaster Movie, and the plot in brief is that um, over the course of an evening, this group of like um, staggeringly beautiful twenty-somethings are sort of um, bombarded by a series of natural disasters and, and events, and uh, they have to try and save the world. Um, I say that's it in brief. Uh, it starts <laughs> off rather oddly. It starts off with a um, dream sequence. So, well, you don't know it's a dream sequence, but it sort of says ten thousand or a hundred thousand million years BC. I can't remember how many years, but the point is, a dude is being okay. chased, and um, he gets uh, dinosaur poo on his head, and then um, he runs. My kids in- would love that. Yeah, <laughs> he runs into a saber-toothed Amy Winehouse and an American gladiator. Um, oh, that sounds quite annoying. And during the sequence, the long and the short of it is that he sort of has this vision of that there being a natural disaster and saving the earth with a crystal skull, okay? Um, right. And then he wakes up, okay? And then the rest of it is set in the now in, um, uh, I presume, LA, actually. I don't know whether it's ever confirmed where it is, but I'm mm. guessing LA. Um, Sunny. And, and it's our hero, and he's called Will, and he's played by Matt Lanter. Um, and right at the start, he's in bed because he's just woken up from this dream and he breaks up with his girlfriend, Amy, played by Vanessa Lachey, Lachey, L-A-C-H-E-Y. And uh, because he can't say I love you, you know, he can't commit. It's that kind of, that right, kind of yes. shizzle. Um, uh, and then we meet his mate, Calvin, who's this dude, by, he's played by Gary G. Thang Johnson. Do you know Gary G. Thang Johnson? Um, not personally. Okay. Well, I recognise well, him. Do you think? Did you recognise? Well, him? he was the one that I sort of felt like I did recognise. But all all of these these main characters are quite. From looking at their IMDb's, they're relatively TV ish. Um, you know, there haven't been in that many films between them, so I'm not sure. But anyway, okay. The action moves on when it's the sort of later that day, and it's Will's sweet sixteen party. He's not actually right. being sixteen. Because he's well over sixteen, but it, it, the plot is he's having a sweet sixteen because he never had one when he was sixteen. It's a bit of fun. Fine. Yeah, and then there's a whole quite long sequence at this party where loads of friends turn up, and we and the d- main dude is waiting for his girlfriend to turn up, and um, and we meet uh, Calvin, his mate's girlfriend, is played by. Kim Kardashian. Have you heard of her? Oh, God, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry you ended up with this. That would make me want to leap into the screen with knives. <laughs> well, she, she, she's in this. And, um, Please remember tell me she dies. This, remember, this is 2008. So this was... Um, she was. I guess she was already very famous then, but perhaps not the, the global... I think global... she was married to Kanye by that point, was she? I don't know. She's down as Kim Kardashian as opposed to Kardashian, Kardashian West. West. Um... <sighs> Anyway, so we've met. We, she plays Lisa, and then a um, <laughs> a beautiful assassin turns up, played by Carmen Electra. So you're getting all the favourites, <laughs> um, and and she shows um, Calvin how to curve a bullet. Then Amy turns up, turns up at the party, the one you know, the ex, but and she's got a new boyfriend already who turns up just dressed dressed in a pair of white underpants. Lovely. Um, Kit, Car- um, Carmen Electra and Kardashian have a massive fight. Um, then we meet in a sort a, of exploitation kind of way. Well, no, it's sort of like a wrestling, all in wrestling thing. Yes, but I mean, it's the thing. Often when they, these things happen in these like modern spoof movies, they'll sort of like suddenly fall into a pool of goo or something. And it just turns into some kind of like girls. Yeah, well, there's definitely an element of that, but no goo. I'm sorry oh, okay. to say, so goo fans get used to disappointment. Um, then, <laughs> as they okay, often are. 
one of the par- things this parodies, one of the films this parodies is Juno, and we meet oh. the pregnant Juno character who dresses like the Juno character yeah. and talks like the Juno character. Did uh, you don't like worry, Juno, by the way? I'm, a, I'm about to end my plot synopsis. Mm, quite I know, soon. But did you like Juno? No, I hated Juno. Well, I thought you might have done. Yeah, but it's one of those films I've only ever seen it once. And I know loads of people really like it, and I feel like I one day I need to give it another another mm. chance. But fundamentally, for me, it was just a film about someone I didn't like because I did find her quite irritating. And if you know, if you don't like the main character, it's sometimes hard to get yeah, around yeah, that. Anyway, okay, so we're still at this party. There's a kind of then there's a really over the top high school musical pastiche yeah. um, with a with a silly song and just a oh, two silly songs actually but just at the climax there's a big explosion the place sort of rocks a whole load of people scream then there's a radio bro- broadcast and you know an, a um you know a uh, emergency broadcast saying oh there may be there's earthquakes meteors right. blah blah people there are gags all the time that people panic and they start running all around and then we finally leave the party. By this time, you know, we're 20 minutes into the film and they finally oh, leave the party. And for the while, it's like Kim Kardashian, the two dudes and the Juno girl. And they're sort of... Um, I'm going to stop my plot synopsis. I'm just going to cut to the long and the short of it is the girlfriend, the ex that he wants to get back together with, yeah. he can't commit to, but wants to get back together, ends up trapped at a museum by a fallen... She's trapped under a fallen statue, okay? Oh, good. The main plot is that he needs to go and save her so they can return a crystal skull to an altar. The altar also resides in the museum. And then this weird non-specific Armageddon will stop. Okay, okay fine. That's yeah, how yeah. they save the, save actually, the There way. is a plot, though. They have, a, they have a quest. Yeah, they have a quest. And, okay, so that's the plot. And I'll just mention a few other things that happen. Uh, other th- people they meet. Like, they meet Hannah Montana, crushed by a meteor. They uh, have a fight with the four women from Sex and the City. Not the actual four women. These are people mm-hmm. that they're doing impressions of. Uh, they meet Batman. Um, Kim Kardashian dies after Yay. the... Yay! <laughs> and they hook up with um, an enchanted princess. They have a fight with Alvin and the Chipmunks. They have a fight with the Kung Fu Panda. And they have a fight with Beowulf. Um, okay, and uh, one more thing. I've, got, I've, I've just typed out a list, so I'm just going to read out a list. This is some of the film references. These are the main parody film references that this film disaster movie has okay you ready super bad sex in the city batman kung fu panda beowulf alvin and the chipmunks no country for old men night in the museum the chronicles of narnia prince caspian high school musical hancock wanted indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull and juno so this brings me round to my first beef benjamin with this film oh i do love beef my first beef with this film is that do you notice that none of those films are disaster films? No, not that's entirely true. Actually, well done. Although I would have said the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was an absolute <laughs> disaster. <laughs> you know, I thought you might say that, but yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it did none of them. So, so the thing that I wanted to see, i.e., a bit of fun at the expense of a disaster film, yeah. like Airplane, you know, did so brilliantly. It didn't have so oh. nothing. Not a single mention of a disaster film. Literally, not a single mention. That's now, one rubbish. of the things I know. Now, one of the things I did like was um, basically I mentioned some of the characters, but there are these three act actors who keep turning up. There's one called Nicole Parker, and she plays the enchanted princess, the Amy Winehouse with saber teeth, mm-hmm. and uh, Jessica Simpson. 
Um, then there's a, a a woman called Krista Flanagan, and she play who's also in Meet the Spartans, an epic movie by the way, and she plays the Juno character and a couple of other people I think. And then there's this guy called Ike Barinholtz or something, and he played Wolf, Javier Bardem from, you know, um, No Country, No Country, Hellboy, Batman, Beowulf, and Prince Caspian. Okay, now all three of those three it sounds like a rep cast. Yeah, they will. They've all appeared on Mad TV, which is a American oh, yeah, yeah. sketch, you know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. long running, and they've all been on that. And I kind of, I, I admired the gusto, you know, that they yeah. threw themselves into playing some of these really stupid ass kind of characters. But, but this film is awful, <laughs> awful. Honestly, dude, it's unbelievable how bad it is. I mean, well, no, it's not. It's. I just. I think the thing is, I went in with low expectations, but it. Wow, it went much lower than I was expecting. I mean, this gets one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. One percent. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was nominated for a whole load of uh, Razzies. Do I want to say Razzies? Razzies. Razzies sounds good to me. Yeah, it was nominated for loads of them, and the most amazing thing is that it didn't win any of them. (laughs) Honestly, it's. It's just. It's. It's. It's just. It's just terrible. So, like, there's this scene when um, there's a fight between um, the, the, the the Juno pastiche woman, the woman who's the Juno annoying pregnancy, pregnancy thing, and um, the Sex and the City lot. And at one point, she sprays the Sex and the City woman with milk from her lactating breasts, and then her unborn baby's foot sort of comes out of her and helps win the fight. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there's right at the beginning, there's like, there's references to like that there will be blood, as in there's the what's his name walking around with that sort of weird pressure killing thing that pops someone in the head. Oh, you mean No Country for Old Men? Not There Will Be Blood, which would be. Oh, sorry. Yes, No Country for Old Men. Thank you, dude. Thank you for saving my blushes there. Yes, No Country for Old Men. Um, Then. So so he just kills someone, and then a character reacts to the fact that he's just killed someone, and then he sort of says, looks up and sees two people stealing booze, and it's the people from Superbad, and then, you know... Um, it's just throw everything into the cauldron and swirl it around, and yeah. just sort of go, look, look, references, references. Yeah, and there's, and there's nothing clever about just, like, anyone could do a reference, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know, 20 minutes in, not a single disaster trope, no disaster, and just... See, we really... love a disaster movie. That's why I, I, I was slightly jealous of you doing it in some ways, because we love a disaster movie. You're like, brilliant. If there's a disaster, if there's a whole, you know, bunch of disaster movies going on, at least there's a disaster movie. Exactly. No. Exactly. And I think the thing is that, like, your, be- your favourite comedies always have a like a strong narrative pull as well or nearly always do and if they don't they really need to earn the right to have no narrative pull by yeah, being yeah, hilariously funny and this one is like kind of off the wall stupid you know stupid right from the off and so you need to laugh but it's just it's really not funny the bits when they fight that the Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Kung Fu Pandy is just so stupid. It sounds you just know. very much like sort of rinse repeat kind of thing. Yeah, the, and there's and the gags are so puerile and like there's you know and, and rather hateful in ways. Actually, it's, I mean, I was about to say hateful. It's not as full of hate as some films like this can be, if you know what I mean. But yeah. it's still sort of like you know, oh, you sh- you shouldn't be gay, you know, like it, it's just it's just crap. That said, it was one bit that did make me snigger. <laughs> Is this the best line? Yeah, this is this is my worst line, best line. Okay, there are loads of worst lines and loads of gags that don't 
hit the mark at all. And this one, I should stress, is not funny. It's just it was the, it was probably the subtlest gag in there. <laughs> and um, it was basically this bit when everyone's fleeing and they see Batman fleeing. Yeah. Um, as well, he's just trudging along, and they just have a bit of a conversation with him. <laughs> and um, there's just this bit when it sort of cuts back to him, and he's just sort of talking to them, and he goes, "Goes, true story." I had a woman one time tell me I was the top four best lovers she'd ever had. That's a true story. <laughs> and there's just something about it really made me laugh. <laughs> but like, honestly, it's just, it's absolute tosh. And um, like I said, I respect the three actors I mentioned because I think they might, they give it their all. But yeah, you can't, you can't polish turds. Yeah. So this turd is going to be ranked where in our uh, in our scale, Joe? Well, I'm very glad you asked. Um, for new listeners, let's remind you that uh, we have an A to E grading scale with uh, a special Z or Z um, reserved for the um, films that are so bad they're brilliant. And so far, we've only had one Z or Z film, which was the uh, Sinbad, Legend of Sinbad with yeah, um, Sinbad and the Seven Seas. Yeah, I was close. Yeah. I was close. <laughs> it's me and titles, dude. Yeah, which is a terrible film, but brilliantly fun. This is just um, an e-film. Uh, I don't think. I, I mean, I, I didn't actually hate watching it because I, you know, it was kind of wow. So, so then, so this is how bad these films are. So it just, but it made me think. Oh, look, I earn my stripes watching this. I really do. <laughs> but don't watch it, people. It's this terrible. is very much so you don't have to, guys. Definitely, definitely. Nice. Okay, well, I think that's a perfect point to move on to mm. my movie, which is a world away from that. Oh, no, hold on, no. It's still connected to Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. It's got. It's also connected to Sean Wayans and Marlon Wayans and Buddy Johnson. Um, but it does have one spectacular feature. So I watched Scary Movie 3. Okay. <sighs> now... I was, Jono went through these and I was eternally grateful to him and I felt most, uh, most uh, loved up that he gave me the movie directed by David Zucker, part of the, tr- the holy trilogy of airplane hotshots, the man who can do no wrong. Exactly. Well, I gave um, it to you for a very logical wow. reason because you have seen Scary Movie, the first one. I did. I even saw that in the cinema. And there was one memorable gag. Um, but that's that's all I can think of. <laughs> um, so, Scary Movie... Scary Movie 3. Um, you've got your basic Scary Movie cast. You've got Anna Faris, mm-hmm. who's in all of them, I think. Um, you also have Charlie Sheen. Who I do um, like very much. So do I. Um, even when he's being weird. Mm. Um, and you have a ridiculous number of um, the bit players, obviously. You've got, but good bit players. You've got Jeremy Piven in there. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, you have the obligatory, um, as you did, uh, Girls in Bikinis thing. You, the movie starts off with Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. Oh, good. There's a bit of Denise Richards in later as well. Oh. Yeah. I've, I've seen interviews with her. She doesn't seem particularly bright. Um, well, and... I, I will always love her because of um, all the Starship Troopers. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a perfect bit of casting. She's oh, so yes. perfect in that role. She is. Mm. And also, uh, you have Kevin Hart, oh. who is blowing up to be the world's biggest thing. 
and who is extremely funny in general. Mm. Mm. Um, who I met in April, who was absolutely lovely. Where did you meet him? Insanely funny. I worked with him briefly. Oh, wow. Um, he's really nice. And just, I, I think he'd be absolutely exhausting being his friend, though, because he's never, never off. I saw Mel Gibson in the street once. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I met Alec Guinness when I was very small. I don't remember it, though. That's pretty impressive. And Laurence Olivier. Ooh. <laughs> I'm doing your classics. I'm just getting out the only, na- the only names I can drop. You're always going to beat me on a name-dropping competition. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go but, on. Uh, I'm going to carry on with not name-dropping, but going through the credit roll of this, because it is okay. ridiculous. You also have Queen Latifah, Ooh. Eddie Griffin, Leslie Nielsen, Ja Rule, George Carlin, get in, oh. um, Master P, Macy Gray, Red Man, Method Man, Raekwon, and then RZA. Wow. Which is pretty awesome. Um, and uh, you also have Simon Cowell. Oh. Making a, a cameo as himself. Oh. Which is, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, yeah. very, oh, oh, and AJ Naidu. Oh, oh, great. Oh, cool. Yes, exactly. There's, there's just an absolute... Who turned up in our... Who, who everyone uh, turned up in our rom-com episode, and we both particularly love him in uh, Office Space. Yes, and I particularly love him in Bad Santa too, but you don't like it that much, because mm. you're wrong. Mm. Um, anyway, he uh, is by the by. So, like all the... like like Very much like yours, this is a portmanteau of a billion different movies, although I think it had a slightly clearer... Um, plot line it's as much as it pains me to say that it was uh because they do they throw the kitchen sink at it obviously and mm. i didn't make a list like you did because i just got bored of looking at all the references and then i sort of started thinking maybe this is actually like the modern day t.s Eliot because all his stuff is very full of references and then i, <laughs> and I thought that's no, not really it. but no. um but it's essentially it's a combo of the ring or ringu mm. signs okay and yeah. eight mile which are three movies you would obviously put together. Um, <laughs> but at least a scary movie, it takes Ringu as its sort of central uh, its central starting point. Um, yeah. and, it, and it kicks off with this pre-credit sequence of Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson, who are sort of dressed up in cheerleader outfits or whatever, and then they watch the video and one of them dies and yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we go to Anna Faris, and very much like the plot of Ringu, Anna Faris is uh, race. She's a race. Well, she's a reporter, and she is racing to stop uh, people who have been who've seen the video to try and sort of you know fix the curse or whatever. Yeah. And at the same time, she starts a relationship with a guy who is Charlie Sheen's brother, and Charlie Sheen lives on a deserted farm near a cornfield. Right. And oh, for the so, science thing. Yeah. Yes. And so this videotape is actually linked to the alien crop circles that are appearing in Charlie Sheen's. Field. So Anna, Anna Faris's Ringu video and um, Charlie Sheen's crop circles sort of get romantically entangled. And the guy that she gets romantically entangled with is a white boy rapper, therefore bringing in uh, the, the Eight Mile reference. Eight Mile thing. Do you like Eight Mile? Uh, I've only seen it once. I, I did quite like it, yeah. Yeah, I quite liked it. Yeah. I like Kim Bassinger. I don't think she's really good, but I like yeah. her anyway. I like Signs too. Yeah, it's, it's the only uh, one of his films I can really stomach. I, actually, I, mm, I, people me tell too. me I need to go back and rewatch. Um, uh, that one Unbreakable 
Unbreakable, which I dubbed unwatchable the first time I saw it. But yeah, well, every, everyone's uh, that seems to be the one that um, people are really passionate about, and I remember yeah. quite liking it, but it didn't. Uh, yeah, I've only seen it once as well, but I did like it. But the Sixth Sense, I already knew the twist before I saw it, and I was just yeah, like, me too. Yeah, this is all right, yeah. and everything since then's been. Oh, the village made me angry. Oh, the village <laughs> was awful. Yeah, the village the made me is quite. The movie cross that too. I would show people when everyone ever tries to convince me that Mark Wahlberg can act. <laughs> God, I like Mark so, Wahlberg. No, I don't at all. He's rubbish. Yeah, well, I, I, I quite like it. But, but, I w- but I wouldn't necessarily defend him as... I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you about his acting chops. Yeah. Anyway, he's not in Scary Movie 3. He's just about the only person who isn't in Scary <laughs> Movie 3, but he's not in Scary Movie 3. So you've got this as your basic plot. Those three uh, intertwine. And it is, like we said, it's a massive blender full of... um full of all these other movies although I think less so than yours and slightly more more plotted mm. and it's rubbish oh. it's really rubbish although oh. I can't say it's anything other than rubbish I kept finding myself laughing oh and I so I noted okay there were I think eight times but I don't think that's bad for a really rubbish comedy yeah, it didn't have anything I think that was particularly hateful it did have an awesome so Anna Faris has this nephew and he just keeps getting destroyed and that's really funny just like she, <laughs> she forgets him and leaves him behind constantly and then so she she'll reverse up the road there's always this shot of him running down the road waving <laughs> arms and going auntie auntie and like you know it's going to happen but it's hilarious every time she hits him with the car and he goes flying but they do it to such the nth degree that he goes really flying and it's those little touches there is one moment in there where I was properly in stitches and it was a massively classic Zaz gag because they're they're obviously working to a very tight film right these movies make money they make money because you put Tabo into slot A and and, and it all comes out of that but Zucker could not resist putting some of his awesomeness in it and there is an absolutely brilliant (laughs) scene involving um it just kind of they do it slightly too long, but it's like they kind of go. The dogs are acting strange, and then it, the way the dogs are acting strange is very, very funny. Okay, well, that, um, that's that's making me want to watch Scary Movie Three, but it doesn't sound. Uh, like it's, uh, and that's really early on as well. You oh, can good. watch it up to that up to that point and then turn off because you won't be missing much. But at the same time, I found myself laughing quite a lot, and it's not my fault. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm well. I'm really pleased you laughed because yeah, my disaster movie. The laugh count was pretty low, and in fact, it was thinking about it was well just sort of thinking about how I would describe it. I thought, you know, that almost sounds funny, but it definitely wasn't funny. But yours, I don't know. I'm just really pleased to laugh because I must admit, I remember right. I'm just sorry. I'm just going to say because I I've just had this memory of how it, how it came across to me it was like when Scary Movie came out. I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I remember thinking because the the first one, the main target, am I right, is Scream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I just thought. Why parody Scream? Just because Scream was already, you know, a self... Yeah, a postmodern... A postmodern... You know, yeah. I did, it, it just seemed like a really pointless thing to parody the thing. I don't know. So that's why I never went to see it and wasn't interested in seeing it and then heard it was a bit average, so didn't bother. But anyway, okay. No, there's, basically, there are, I've got eight instances of laughing. There's actually, there's, there's really another brilliant gag. Where, and it's, and Is it's this best line, classic. worst line? No, no, it's a visual gag. Oh, There's okay. this point when he's talking, the Charlie Sheen is talking to the sheriff, and for no apparent reason, it's just very zuckery. Her hat just keeps getting bigger, like the brim of her hat, <laughs> to the point where she can't quite fit it into the car. But it starts off normal just every time. And like, this isn't a spoiler because you'll just see it, and it's just, and it's just funny. But every time you cut back, 
the hat just gets bigger and bigger, <laughs> and that was particularly funny. Um, For some reason, that's really tickling me as well. I can really imagine that. The rap battle sequence uh, was strangely actually quite good. Mm. Um, I couldn't work out. It's, it's really weird. So, <laughs> my notes here, at one point I did say, if I'd seen this in the cinema, I'd be spewing. Um, but that it, it, it does rely on very, very lazy stereotypes. There's a point when it's obviously poking fun at sexism while still, you know, being quite obviously sexist. Mm. And there's a point where like, the, all the black, the, the black stereotypes in it are so stereotypical. Mm. But then it's funny because you've got them being played by Wu Tang and Macy Gray, and you're like, well, they wouldn't do mm. this, would they? If they, I don't know. Maybe uh, ah, but then Leslie Nielsen's the president, and it's all fine. How's his performance? Is he good? He's he's Leslie Nielsen every yeah. step of the way. Um, there's also an airplane gag in it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, I'm just oh well, that's watch good. It. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Really, I don't know what more to say about it. It's funnier than it should be. It's rubbish. Watch the first twenty minutes. Watch up to the dog bit and watch up to the expanding hat bit because that's really funny. Oh, I can and tell then, it. Sorry, then, go fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but then, but honestly, then don't worry. Yeah, maybe you've got 20 minutes to spare. Slap it on. Watch those bits. Slightly smack your head against the floor. You can actually, you can fast forward through the first bit with um, Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy because really your life will be better for never having seen that. Or that sounds see lame. Fast forward. Hmm. But as soon as it gets into the plot, for want of a better word, then watch, yeah, watch it for 10, 15 minutes and uh, then go and you know, do something more fun like watch the dishes. I'm imagining a film with a more coherent plot than my one had yes, but I have definitely. a question for you although I do have a note here that said I think there's a plot happening here maybe <laughs> right. what, what, I, I can tell this isn't a Z or Z film what's it no. on the A to E scale well I don't think it's as toilet as yours and I did laugh eight times mm. I'm not recommending this to, to anyone I think that I think this sounds like a D it has to be it's a, a D it's a pretty solid D mm. and I'm sorry any listeners out there if this has just ruined our credibility in your eyes, but actually, <laughs> I sort of think it's a D. Mm-hmm. I, I, in spite of myself, it's a D. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Well, did you have any best line, worst line? No, I didn't really have a best line, worst line. I just had a best gag. No, I exactly. Think. I, I think that you don't... You know, what I was the best say line is, is the gag, the dogs are acting really strange. <laughs> yeah, okay. The worst line, like yours, they were ten a penny. Cool. Yeah. So that leads us onto a movie... Not made by these people. No, although there is a connection. There is a connection. And I think not... Well, I was going to say not named after a franchise, but that's maybe slightly wrong. Go for it, Charlie. What did we watch? We watched Stan Helsing from 2009. Stan Helsing, and, and it's uh, the connection is the writer and director is Bo Zenger. Yeah. Who was a producer on... an awesome name. Yeah, it is an awesome name. And he was a producer on Scary Movie. I didn't check if he was a producer on the other ones, but it, yeah, he's, he's, he's in that sort of posse, shall we say. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's, he's part of the clan. Now, I'm going to tell you right from the off, I can't help it, and I am a cheesy mofo, but the name Stan Helsing kind of tickles me. Yeah, yeah. It's um, that kind of like nicely punny title. I was like, you know what? I'm sort of going to be down with this because it's called Stan Helsing. Yeah, and... um. And, and the plot of Stan Helsing is, um, well, to be honest, the plot gets quite dizzying. But it, to start off with... I think dizzying is maybe a little... Um... There's a certain amount of back and forth by that, yeah. what I mean by that. But um, 
basically it's Halloween night in 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 this movie, and um, a video clerk, um, uh, Stan Helsing, Stan Helsing, um, along with his, uh, but basically he needs to return some videos to someone. Well, they want to go to a party. Him and his ex girlfriend. An exotic his dancer and his best mate. Yeah. And they, they want to go to a party, but they have to detour to take back some videos that need to go to someone. And well, his, his boss's mum. So the boss basically sort of says, "You're fine when you take the videos to my mum's house." That's right. Yeah, yeah. But it is very much Halloween. Everyone's in full-on American Halloween style. They're all dressed up in Halloween costumes, and so is everyone else. Yeah. And so, yeah, so his best mate, who's this quite sort of chunky um, black dude, is dressed up in a very tight-fitting Superman costume. Yeah. Um, his ex-girlfriend is dressed up as a sort of... Um, um, a Native American. Lesson. A Native American. Um, the exotic dancer girl is dressed as... I can't remember, she changes her costume several times, doesn't it? And what's Stan Helsing dressed as? He's dressed as a cowboy because right. he and his ex-girlfriend have this argument about how people think they're together because he's a cowboy, she's an Indian. Uh, of course, that's right, that's right. Anyway, they all go, they're getting into his mate's car, who's driving them to the party, and then he says, "Oh, come on, we got to do this detour." And then straight away in the journey along the freeway, I think they call it, um, things start happening. And um, yeah, just before that, actually, just after Stan leaves the video store, mm-hmm. um, Pinhead, Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. Jason Voorhees all turn up trying to find him. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, and then um, the first time that Stan first sort of thinks something weird is happening. Yeah. And I can't remember if this is before or after he has his first joint of the movie, but in anyway, they're in the car, and he looks over, and there's an attractive uh, MILF, his word, not mine, uh, driving a car. And in the back there appears to be a Chucky-type doll who then, you know... Moons him. Moons him. <laughs> Um, yeah, essentially they carry on with this. It, it starts to go their sort of road trip. They they get they're out going into the sort of the boonies, yeah. and things go downhill, and they end up stranded mm. in a remote location in, in a creepy town with That's some right. weirdos. A gated being community, isn't it? A gated community, um, essentially under siege from a variety of movie monsters. Yeah, and so there's Mike Myers. There's Leatherface, there's Pinhead, there's Jason and Freddy, Chucky, um, and a few others turn up. Like there's sort of references to Jeepers Creepers, wasn't there? And um, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. And quite a few others, you know, sort of pop up. But those are the main guys that actually sort of turn up being bad guys. Yes, but essentially um, there is a plot here. Yeah, they 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 do. It is. It it sort of it unfolds like a horror movie, mm. and they've instead of just sort of throwing different bits of movies at them on a constant basis so it's just a a whirling spinning circus ride of like oh reference here reference there yeah. they they build those references very solidly into the plot from the beginning mm. right to the end essentially yeah and um and basically so Stan Helsing's character he's definitely a, he's a, he's a bit of a stoner isn't he he's yeah he's basically slacker. a massive douche as well yeah he's he is a douche and um but people keep calling him Van Helsing and Basically, trying to you know, you know, talking about him like he is actually Van Helsing, saying he's the chosen one that needs to uh, step up to the plate in order to rid this town of the monsters. Yes. Um, now, I don't know whether we should. Uh, there's there are other things we could mention in the plot. Um, I don't want to get too deeply into the plot. No. I do want to say there's Leslie Nielsen in drag. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen as a bar 
There's a waitress. Which there's is a awesome. fairly key key scene where they turn up at this. They're in this this town where scary things keep happening and monsters keep turning up. And for there are a couple of scenes in this bar in which Leslie Nielsen is in drag, as you say. And is is he the owner of the bar? Is he a waitress? Whatever. I think, but, I think he's sort of a, yeah wait waitress owner person. He very much delivers plot, and I think this is his. It's not his last film, but it's. One of them, third to last or second to last, wasn't it? And um, yeah, it's always nice seeing him. And um, and he's just about your only really recognizable face in it from from most things. Like, Uh, yeah, the 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 exotic dancer girl Desi Leidich, she's been in. She's a comedian more than anything else. Yeah, Um, and actually, even though she was playing a particularly dumb character, I kind of felt she was the 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 most accomplished comedic bit in it yes well I thought she was yeah yeah I quite liked her yeah I she, has agree. A, she has a spot on the daily show and stuff yeah. now and she's she's quite a, a, a thing if you but know. you're right I was going to say exactly the same thing there are hardly any faces that you recognize in the in the cast apart from yeah. Leslie Nielsen and yeah I mean that was basically it that and the other sort of main guys tend to be look like they mainly get sort of TV um TV yeah, very much um and I was going to say, just we quickly just... talking about the Zuckers, one of the first bits is that there's a real sort of Zucker-type sight gag is when they go yeah. to the bar and it pans across a whole load of people are reading newspapers. Yes. And the yeah, newspapers yeah. Oh, yeah, are... I was going to mention that as well. That's, that is my favourite gag in it, just about. Yes. <laughs> and the third newspaper or something says, you know, something like, oh, four freaks turn four, four up. Four freaks or... walk into this bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a really, really, really zazzy gag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, oh, the th- oh. Dude, I was really hoping because we've had plenty of disagreements during the course of this podcast. But I was really hoping that this film, we would our combo film, we would disagree because we've not disagreed properly since uh, all that 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 haunted house one. What was it? Called? No, what was it called? The unfold, oh, unfolding, or whatever it's called, the unfurling. Yeah, something like that. The whatever. Un- but yes. I get the impression you're kind of in a similar place to me in this film. I don't know. Because I, I'm going to put my cards on the table so you know I'm not going to, you know, so you can just, I thought it was terrible, but I quite liked it and found myself chuckling quite a bit. From the off, I'm going to say, I I got quite, like, I think it starts in a very good place. There's a terrible cockroach gag, but you sort mm. of forgive it that. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten about the cockroach gag. Um, oh, that's awful, that bit, Yeah. <laughs> There, there are many things in its favour. It's bizarrely quite warm when you start out. Um, Desi Leidich, I think, is really funny. Yeah. Um, she does a great job playing the stereotypical sort of like. Um, yeah, she's person. a full-on dumb blonde, isn't she? Yes, but, but she does oh it really God, well. There she some, does it really well. Yeah. There are two major plot points that revolve around karaoke, <laughs> which is um, great. Um, and there are some, there are some genuinely quite funny gags, but also it's a, it's. Whereas I'd say maybe even Scary Movie 3 and Certainly Not Yours isn't even really a movie. It's a bunch of like mm. sketches stitched together. This is definitely a movie which was on its side. Mm. And there's something about it which I found quite warm. Um, I agree I quite, with the warm oh, thing. Yeah, um, that's down in there's, my there's, notes. There's a couple of points when it was, um, you know, really genuinely funny. I thought like with the, um, with the kid, with the, with the guy in the hockey mask and stuff. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> And that, and I was really kind of like zipping along with it. I was slightly expecting you to hate this actually, but I was mm. zipping along with it, going, "You know what? This is awful, but I really quite like it." And then it got to this point, and I felt a bit like I'd been cheated on. Oh, uh, really? I felt a little bit like 
uh, yeah, I had this like sort of funny relationship started up, and then, and then, then I then I realised that actually what I thought was this quite nice thing that was building up, and you go, oh, I've just seen that movie over there with someone else, and their tongue down its throat and that's all <laughs> just a bit no and it was the scene in the in the uh tunnel going down into the middle oh, well, you see i wasn't gonna yeah i agree this was the that, i totally agree it didn't it and didn't... i couldn't really come back from it oh really oh that's interesting i couldn't quite come back from it okay it's just it's so overtly awfully sexist leering yeah leering it's really leery it's horrible little dirty old man rubby leggy leery yeah and it's not just like it's it goes beyond benny hill i don't it goes think, into I, the proper th- like oh you're just horrible I, oh i don't like you anymore I think it's, you're like okay that. it's like of... you meet someone in a pub and you talk for two hours and they're really nice and then they go but what about those awful jews eh? <laughs> yeah. and you just suddenly go oh no i think it's okay to go into a little bit more detail uh, not too much but the point is the bit what ben's talking about is this bit when one of the female characters ended, ends up sort of down a pipe and then stan helsing is holding her by her legs and then he sort of breaks the fourth wall and says time for a reverse pov shot or something and, and then, then just go for this sort of crotch shot of her from yeah. behind yeah no and- i totally agree and I know it does set up another gag, but it's not necessarily. And the whole of that section just gets, it still stays a bit mucky. It's mm. a bit like the end of Kingsman. Oh, God. Stop stealing what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that final gag at the end of Kingsman and the Secret Service, if people haven't seen it, it's a great sort of really over-the-top silly film. But Just stop it before two minutes before the end and you'll it, really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, there's a final joke that does seem to be a, fair, a lot of people do seem to have the same thing as us, that it's just really badly judged yeah uneven tone or something no well interesting dude i totally felt the same way about that little section but i did come back from it i think i just um i just sort well, of, it was that, I slightly it, forgave it of the ill is it if you see it to me yeah i i guess i guess it was slightly compounded as well by the final the final scene in the car and by the did you watch the credits did you watch the credits oh yeah yeah, yeah or just awful awful outtakes and maybe you want to punch everyone involved in making the movie and then punch myself <laughs> no, I didn't mind the outtakes it. either oh, I thought they were bloody terrible the only thing I enjoyed was the fact that all the monster effects crew gave each other crazy names oh yeah, but, that, yeah. Uh, it's a, for, for essentially what is quite a small-ish spoof movie it had the most enormous credit roll I've ever seen well dude <laughs> Watch watch the end credits of Disaster Movie because one thing I didn't mention Disaster Movie yeah it's about an hour and a half long it actually ends I swear about an hour and ten minutes and then it's just this endless credit sequence credits. and endless outtakes which aren't funny at all so I think this is kind of what's happening is why is everything in Stan Helsing I could forgive because even that leering shot wasn't nearly as bad as stuff that went on in Disaster, in disaster Movie. I think kind of it was. But, you know, the ending wasn't nearly as bad as Disaster Movie. Yeah, yeah. And as well, I just think when it comes to spoofs, I'm still slightly scarred from when I was at boarding school and uh, we, got, we had a house video on a Saturday. And um, one time we had a film, a fairly unknown film called For Your Height Only, which is a, Fili- a Filipino oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bond spoof starring Wen yes. Wang. And um, so that you know, I watched that, and nothing can ever be as bad as that. <laughs> and sort of so, disaster movie just was so appalling. And Stan Helsing, I don't know, I was, I just found myself giggling. 
apart from the knee rubby you know the leery top bit shelf which I totally licking, agree is horrible. leery bit I really enjoyed it yeah. but that bit did give me a sour note unfortunately yeah now I know exactly what you mean and I did describe what happens to my partner and she sort of went what on earth are you watching <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no that was it's just a pity it is a shame I mean I'm not angry I'm just very disappointed. Oh, no, you know what else? I also quite like the soundtrack. Because, like, you know... Oh, yeah, the soundtrack was good. Because, like, there's... there's a, I looked up a whole load of the songs because some yeah, of yeah, them are yeah. really quite obscure. But also there's, like, one of the... There's a karaoke scene which involves a song by um, uh, Southside Johnny and the Asprey Dukes who, who sort of associated yes. with... Um, what's his name? Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and yeah. I really like that use of the song. Oh, it's Thingy's band, isn't it? Mm. Van Zandt's band. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just really liked that bit. I don't, like that Seal gave me a happy, happy in, uh, joy. Sopranos, joy if anyone's interested. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, he's he's magnificent in the Sopranos. He's like it's amazing. He's he's like uh, he's Springsteen's guitarist. He's got his own band, but then for some reason he just did seven seasons of the Sopranos and was the best <laughs> thing in it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just I I don't know. Yeah, I th- I thought uh, considering how low my expectations were going into spoofs, this film did did save me a little bit. But all that said, would I actually recommend it? Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would. I would say, apart from... If the terrible incident in the tube hadn't happened, mm. I would I would class this as a movie that I wouldn't recommend, but I also wouldn't warn people against. Mm. I would say that if, um, for the most part, if you are interested in something called Stan Helsing you will probably enjoy this. If you're the kind of person who goes, Stan Helsing, then you might actually enjoy it. Um, apart from the horrible bit in the tube, yeah. which is horrible. It and is. Um, and like I say, sort of coloured it for me. So for me, God, I can't give it an E. Um, oh God, no. no. It's, 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 it's a pretty firm D for me because of that. It was going to be a C minus for me. It would have been right in the middle of the road, mm. but then it sort of, um, you know, it abused my trust. Yeah. It left me feeling... Hurt. No, I can see, and I, I think I, I, you know, I can feel, I, I feel your pain, but um, for whatever reason, I got over that. Um, yeah, and also I think I'll go with a D plus, uh, oh, whereas nice. maybe you'll go with a D minus. I think a D minus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pity. All right. Did, oh wait a minute! Did you have any best line, worst line? Oh yes, I did actually. Oh, I, did, I did it. Did you? Oh, I've got. I've just got a best line. <laughs> Okay, go for your best line. Okay, my best line was... Um, I can't remember the line that builds up to it, but someone says something about being ambidextrous. Ah, uh, yes. And, <laughs> and our wonderful Desi, she says, oh, I'd give my right arm to be ambidextrous. I know, I thought that was really... I, 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 like, I did like that. Um, really and actually, a lot guy. of her lines were great. It was only... The only thing... <laughs> I put down my best line purely um, because of his delivery, and I think that he did deliver it very well it's a bit when he picks up the phone and um and someone says to him like how'd you like my ass and he goes dad <laughs> oh yeah actually <laughs> it's just His after that when he puts the phone on. down as well he has another quite good line he puts down the phone because he, i think it's not a good line but it's just so stupid he puts down the phone and he goes do you know who that was it was that doll we were driving next to that showed me its ass <laughs> <laughs> which also made me laugh yeah good. uh yeah I did have a worse line as well, um, oh. which was, does my vagina make me look fat? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. Which was just... Yes. 
Again, horribly misjudged. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, that doesn't make it... Yeah, I've forgotten that. Yeah. yeah you're, you're making me think I should change to D minus, like something. Yeah, that that combined with the down the pipe bit. Oh, yes. No, I didn't like it. You know, bizarrely, tonally, the other movie it felt a bit like was Clue. I was going to say tonally, it reminds me a little bit of um, the original Buffy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, that was very much patchy the, and uneven. And some of my favourite. Oh, sorry, you mean the movie, the movie Buffy? Yeah, the original movie. Yeah, that's actually quite a good shout because I was thinking, like, the, you know, some of my favourite Buffy episodes are the Halloween episodes. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, good shout, patchy and even, but um, with odd moments of great humour. Yeah. Nice. Good. All right, then, dude. We've done it. So, we've done it. We've uh, we've survived three spoofs, which has been a bit of an ordeal, oh. frankly. Thank you very much, Ben from Quota Recall, for putting us through that. Really yeah, appreciate thanks. it, mate. Mm. Thanks. Um, so, that just leaves us empty for the next, or does it, Jono? I believe you may have a suggestion. I do have a suggestion. Roll out the red carpet. <laughs> uh, my suggestion is this, that we do 80s, but we don't do 80s, just 80s films. We do films that were set in the 80s. So not made in the 80s. Not made in the 80s, set in the 80s. Now, I've just had a thought from this. Could it be something made in the 50s that's set in the 80s? Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking that. I, I mean, I, I think we'll struggle. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could watch... It could be sort of like, ooh, future of robots. Well, we could watch, or... ni- we could watch 1984. Oh, well, that's quite a good shout, although I don't think it's on Netflix. No, it isn't. And um, we've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's not so on Netflix, but apart from that. But yeah, yeah no, it's, it's an idea. example well, of a Gold film Star. that was set in the 80s. Actually, come to think yeah. of it, when was it made? Was it made in the 80s as well? Because that's no good. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's the plan. We're going to watch something. Three films that were made not in the 80s, but are set in the 80s. God, it's like I'm done. It's like, it's like speaking is my second language. What do you think of my idea, dude? I love it. Okay. I'm fully down for it. Sounds brilliant. Okay, good. Sign me up. <laughs> um, until... We do come back with the next episode of movies that were set in the 80s but not filmed in the 80s. Please do entertain yourselves by writing a review on iTunes, maybe, if you enjoy the show. Um, going back through the back catalogue, checking out a genre you might not have heard yet. And also having a check out at the Britpod scene, where there's a whole um, panoply of fantastic podcasts about all the subjects under the sun. Um, and I'm sure you'll find something to suit your tastes, unless... You know, you're into Bavarian rug cutting. <laughs> so I might do something about that, I don't know. But until next time, if you want to get in touch, you can ping us at WeWatchAnything on Twitter. WeWatchAnything at gmail.com and the Facebook page, facebook.com slash WeWatchAnything, which I promise you I will do something with one day. Have you it's done anything nice with it? Since, I mean, I don't think I've I asked sort of this post things, but I, I keep okay. meaning to put... What I keep meaning to do is put a, a, um, a list of all the films we've done, so as a quick reference guide, although don't let that stop you listening to the podcast. I had a mind-blowing anyway. thought the other day, dude. Once we get wow. to episode 100, we will have done 300 films. OMG. <laughs> it's We're amazing. only on episode 27, dude. That's quite a long way. Away. I know, but it's an exciting thought. Something to head for. Yeah, yeah. 81 films, that means. Wow, I've done 81 already. Wow. All right, people. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for giving us your ears and an hour of your time. Keep it safe and real. Until next time. Keep it safe. Ooh, I was going back to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.